Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. Game week 3 is all finished and it's been an absolute nightmare of a game week for many an FPL manager out there. The average score of 44 meaning this game week was a real son of a bitch. Plenty to talk about though. Penalty takers taking the spotlight once again, lots of upsets with Man City losing and Wolves losing. And there's also the, the topic of the wild cards still floating around the place, it's something we touched on a bit last week. And uh, as you know, we were we were pretty confident that there might have been a wildcard button smashed, but that wasn't the case. This week, however, the test has come back positive. He's going all the way to wildcard city and he's my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Yeah, I'm positive, wildcard positive, uh, but had a good week, uh, so yeah, lot to be happy for, I'm kind of pulling back into, uh, you know, respectable territory, not really, I'm still more than 2 million, but you know, wasn't a bad game week. Yeah, I'm like a little bit worse off than yourself, but I did, I hit the 50 mark with a minus 4 on the table, so coming in at 46, that's above the average, I'll take it, it's one of those weeks where... We are seeing some of the lowest scoring wildcard teams I think I can ever remember in regards to before the deadline on Saturday. Those teams look looked solid. You were behind the couch, the proverbial FPL sofa for a lot of those wildcard teams. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned in the intro, a lot of upsets. Man City, big fucking shock. Wolves, big shock. Uh, Spurs, you know, another fucking kind of match that people had high hopes for didn't really deliver and uh i think all in all i'm feeling okay i'm not as down in the dumps but you have reacted seamus you've hit that wildcard button and uh you don't seem too upset uh is that something that would have maybe you know altered whether you're wildcard or like t- talk me through that that's a it's a pretty big moment man uh no i just wasn't happy with my team um so wildcard was coming i mentioned last week and a lot of last week's pod we discussed you know about wildcard a lot of people did pull the wildcard trigger i did not um mainly because i didn't get enough time on like saturday and sunday to kind of analyze what type of team i wanted to didn't want to be transferring guys out didn't see who was rising in price and stuff like that and then by the time i thought about would i pull my wildcard was monday or tuesday missed a few price rises i was like you know what I haven't got enough time that I can commit to looking at what team I want to lay out. So I held off and to be honest, probably saved my ass because I would have probably loaded up my team with Man City players and Wolves players. Wolves who got their ass handed 4-0. I didn't know a team. I didn't know West Ham could beat a team 4-0. Never mind a team as good as Wolves. Uh, but Wolves are absolutely shocking. So that that was a bit of a, a weird one. And even if you had uh, Jimenez, you might be going, oh, two points. No, OG, you know, zero points for his owners. Uh, good to see Vinagre start. That was, but it ended up still with zero points, so that didn't do anything. Um, yeah, and Man City was the other shock, but that was actually, and I, you know, I may have had I played my wildcard, got rid of Vardy. I didn't want to because his two really nice fixtures in game weeks four and five. Didn't play my wildcard, kept him. Wasn't expecting much. I did the match of the day challenge. I was telling you this earlier on Sunday night, so uh, I was quite happy to see. Uh, Vardy bang a hat trick. I was, was hoping yeah. he might get one. You were out uh, shopping for was... furniture and uh, doing the responsible adulting uh, this weekend, and 
yeah, the mass the match of the day challenge. I mean, I don't know how often you do it, but I think it's probably uh, doesn't return a hat trick as much as you'd think. You must have been beaming when you watched that. Oh. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of air fisting. Yeah, Let's a lot keep of that going on. Shame. It's I, I was uh, I was thinking to myself, damn, I wish I was online now because uh, I would have. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. You know, what's the best way to react to a good game week? And oh, you get a hat trick. You got to put the boot into your mini league rivals. So I would have definitely been lording oh, it about tried. in the, you, the group you chat. You tried, Seamus. I woke up this morning to your to your joyous uh, WhatsApp message where you, when you had realized you had uh, the benefit of a Vardy hat trick. But uh, yeah, I suppose it could have been more. Uh, we talked about penalty ta- penalty takers, and he was off the pitch for the third penalty. That's right, three penalties. We saw a grand total of seven in game week three awarded, but three of those were in the Leicester Man City match. And uh, yeah, he could have had the fourth had he still been on the pitch. He went off with a bit of a knock. Um, so I suppose you can't be too bitter when you're coming away with a 17-point haul, but it could have been that little bit more. Yeah, probably the low light of my week was, you know, not getting that fourth goal, which I very so, so richly greedy. deserved. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is exactly like in game week one with Salah. Got two, got a hat trick, two more penalties. I think we just got to accept there's going to be a lot of this, you know, for the remainder of the season. A lot of penalties probably calm down a bit because players don't seem to realize, you know, with the, especially with the new handball rule, which is kind of contributing to a lot more penalties because VAR was there last year players are going to have to adjust or else there's going to be a record number of penalties this year yeah no uh you're you're not wrong and that's something we're definitely going to delve into a bit further i know you've looked at it a little bit close a bit more closely than i anyway so that's something we're going to get into i know there's a few questions in the drunk tank regarding penalty takers and what that means but looking at your team Seamus, you mentioned your low light there um i think it's a bit a bit uh you know a little bit bitter uh to not it's yeah. not really my low light. It's just that it, it just kind of felt like being a bit of a dick there. So my low light was I didn't get four goals for my striker. What, what is your highlight me? though? Um, no, the highlight is Vardy. No, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Just because the way it happened with the match of the day challenge, I could make a case for. I don't want to be taking what possibly your highlight though, so I won't mention it. <laughs> what happened in the United game that could have that could have well been my highlight. But no, my low light was probably um, taking a hit for Podens. For say maximum because he was an injury doubt and him not even playing. Um, so taking a hit for a player who apparently had an injury that I didn't know about. The first I heard about was when rumors on Sunday afternoon were saying uh, that he's an injury doubt. He might have a knock. I didn't hear anything about this on Thursday, Friday when you know whatever day I made my my transfers. So yeah, that was my low light. My highlight was Vardy. Pretty straightforward. Can't get better than a hat trick for one year. Yeah, forwards. I think my. Like I don't know what you were suggesting my highlight might have been, but I suppose for me it's something you weren't expecting then. It's Shea Adams and he finally banging in uh, a fantastic assist in the opening half of uh, the Southampton and Burnley match. I was hoping for a little bit more once the assist came so early. I was like, oh shit, this could be the double digit haul I've been waiting for. It'll balance out the last two weeks of of absolute, you know, nonsense. But he did get attacking returns. And I mean, I could have, as I, what I imagine you were alluding to is Fernandez and his 12 point return. Yeah, he was yeah, a big brutal. one. But uh, for me, I think 
like you had Fernandez. So straight away, that's knocking him down in terms of my highlight of the week. I always like to look at something you didn't have. I mean, Salah delivered an assist tonight. I think he got a five-point return. So, I mean, again, something five points he didn't have. But I think for Shea Adams, for the, the six million, for 5.9 now, he took the drop during the week. Uh, yeah, him getting the assist would have been my highlight. The low light, however, as you mentioned, could have easily have been the same. Podence... Uh, was we both took a hit this week? I suppose that's what that's one thing kind of worth outlining. You you hit fifty six points, fifty two in total with the hit, and you've moved yourself up to two point six. I believe you had a fantastic. I think I got fifty eight. Sorry to correct you there, mid pot. I think you got fifty eight yes. minus. I think fifty seven here now. Man, I can't. Kinda... I can't even tell. Depends on the bone. I'm just going to refresh this. Do, 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 do. Yeah, fifty seven. Oh, um, so Alexander Arnold got the extra bonus of you. Uh, he got the tree bonus. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm dealing so. with some old data here. We tried to prep this before the Liverpool and Arsenal match had completed, so I might have looked at an old screenshot. But yeah, 57 with your minus four. Pretty sweet return. You took a big chunk off of your overall rank. Now, I know that's not the be-all and end-all, especially not in Game Week 3, but you were pretty happy with the amount of places you climbed this week, Seamus, no? Yeah, definitely. It could have been... A nice even million, just shy of one million with the new rank post auto subs. This is compliments of livefpl.net, which uh, which is where I, you can get your live rank before the uh, website is actually updated. I have risen exactly 999,999 places. So one one place short. But you have million. to rather than 999999 crack. I kind of mm. prefer it actually, yeah. To to one, if I got if it was the other way around, if I get was like one million and one place, I'd be like, damn, so close. So yeah, uh, I've gone from like basically three point eight million to two point eight million after a red arrow last week. So it's a it's a, it's a bit of a climb. I I've made back points. Could have been better. I only had really a couple of returns. Just to look at my team, there was there was the Vardy one I mentioned and Fernandez. That was it. My captain blanked. Werner blanked. Mitrovic blanked. My captain was the Bruyne, sorry. Um, for Podence, I've got Justin coming off the bench. Um, Finagra got me zero. Doherty lost his clean sheet at the very end. That was a sickener well, watching match of the day. You brought us um, to Milo, like Seamus. You've, as you mentioned, like Spurs did lose their clean sheet in the last minute. And yeah, if I had to pick a low light, that would probably have been the most frustrated I was this game week. Um, and that's taken into consideration, you know, De Bruyne a blank, which I did kind of only half have, have an eye on. So I suppose I'm not feeling the full effect. But I was watching that Spurs match and uh, I was I was happy to take the clean sheet. I was also happy for Doherty not to have any attacking returns because... My God, uh, he looked dangerous in in parts of the first half. But I was fully, you know, prepared. Didn't check live FPL because I I don't like doing that. But in my head, I was counting those clean sheet points. And to see a penalty given for the most farcical of handballs. Like, I thought in game week two, Lindelof's handball was pretty fucking bad. Not uh, nearly as bad as this one at the weekend. And, yeah, it robbed any Spurs, uh, you know... FPL assets of, of clean sheet points and and robbed them of the the, the, yeah. the W. So yeah, I'm not going to get into too much. I think, you know. yeah, whatever about the win because you know I want to see Spurs drop points because you know Spurs are probably going to be pushing and Chelsea too are probably going to be pushing points or pushing United for yeah you know third fourth place or whatever. Not going to finish top two anyway because the two top teams are just 
miles out ahead of the rest. You know, it's going to be City and Liverpool again. Um, but yeah, I was happy to see him kind of drop points, but sad to lose my Darty clean sheet. That would have been his first points for me this season. He had an assist last week, which was ruled out. That puts him on four points from three games. Utter fail as a pick. This is the reason I didn't go for Spurs assets at the start of the season. I, did, I thought they'd start off a bit slow. But Kane and Son had that amazing game week last week, and Kane even got an assist this week. With a bit more luck, Son could have scored this week. You know, he hit the bar. I think they hit the post as well. So, and then he went off injured. So, you know, they definitely looked like maybe we got that wrong to start the season, and they would. We were kind of saying maybe the Jose Bus might be the way to go. They definitely have a few goals in them. Goals. So. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned yeah. Kane. Kane had an absolutely smashing week. He uh, had, I think, before tonight's match, he has had the most goal attempts, shots in the box, and penalty box touches, uh, more than any other player in game week three. So, at, like, at least before this evening's matches. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, lucky for non Kane owners to, you know, I think they got we got away with one. I'm not a Kane owner, so I felt after that match, Darlow mm. pulled out some crazy stops. I mean, Kane could have had two goals in the yeah. first 15, 20 minutes of that match. Yeah, at least two like really good saves. And yeah, the early start, probably the first 15 minutes. Um, totally agree. He looks sharp. He looks good. I think I'm going to want him. I think um, I mentioned earlier I'm on wildcard. I'm not getting Kane in this week because they're playing United. But... The following week or the week after, I think uh, Kane was, it might be my team. Uh, I have it written down here somewhere in my notes. I have him booked <laughs> in as, before I was even playing my transfer, before I was even playing my wild card, I had him booked in that I wanted him in. I think it, I think it was game week five. I think between game week five and eight, they have a really nice run. Um, and I want him because he's probably going to be a captain option. And I think I prefer him over Son. In fact, now that Son's injured, I definitely think yeah, he no, so, yeah. It's fantastic uh, FPLing out of there, Seamus. Now that Son is injured, Kane is, is more of an option. Uh, no. He's probably a bit better, yeah, maybe. But, but non-committal, let's say. You're going to have to wait a bit. Um, the team that Spurs put to the sword last week, you didn't. You neglected this man when you were calling out your team, Seamus. Now, maybe I cut you off early, but we both have him. Uh, Mr. Alex McCarthy grabbed his first clean sheet and one of only three clean sheets this game week, I believe. I'm, I'm kind of winging on, on that one, but I think there was only the three. And uh, yeah, fucking. Oh, uh, Villa. Four, Sorry, I have four in my notes. One to, this evening. That was the I knew I was going to be forgetting one. But McCarthy, yes, uh, he got his first clean sheet. Ings banged in a penalty, grabbed all three bonus points, and as I mentioned, Shea Adams. Grabbed an assist. Southampton, maybe this is them turning the tide a little bit, Seamus. No? You think 1 0 against Burnley? Well, Ings is the penalty. Ings is the penalty taker, but uh, it wasn't the penalty he scored. Uh, I think you're confused with the sheer volume <laughs> of penalties that they go in. They I have penalties seven, just written down counters. for every match. I just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, penalties is yeah. just written on your walls and big gray- crayons, you know. Um, but what are you saying? Yeah, look, I mean, some people had uh, the double Southampton defense, they had Kyle Walker Peters too. That would have been nice to saw a few people in mini leagues with those. Um, that's nice when that patience pays off. I'm just happy to get six points from McCarthy. That's something. Um, if he'd gone three games without a clean sheet, any player on my team that's gone three games without a clean sheet is or points is frustrating. So Doherty's already been binned out of my team. Binned him out Saturday before he dropped in price. Um, one of the players on my team, I just mentioned it quickly, that I've had two clean sheets from is target for Aston Villa yes. which is lovely although he's got a booking each time so he's going to get five points in each of those games but that's fine you know he's 4.5 I'm happy with that but going back to Southampton Danny Ings is looking really sharp you know 
got one goal. When he scores, you knew you knew you didn't have to check the bonus points. You knew he was on for three bonus. Um, whereas you know Shea Adams, I don't know. I think if he scores, you're not so no. It's never it's clear cut. that clear cut. And as you, you know. said, like. I, I didn't have to check the bonus. I knew as soon as the match ended 1-0 and Ings had scored it, he was going to be the uh, the three-point, you know, kind of magnet as he, as he was last season. And I'm kind of glad. I want him yep. to keep up the form. It's the same with Jimenez. I mean, not so much this week with his fantastic zero return, but, like, I kind of want these players to keep tipping. The more options there are, especially up front, the more exciting I find the game anyway. But uh, yeah, Ings delivering. Are you looking at him? Again, I probably should save this for you talking about your wildcard more exclusively, but are you considering him now? Or like Southampton at home to West Brom, game week four, Everton, Aston Villa, Newcastle in the next you know five after that? Yeah, he's, um, he's a real option. I, I'm finding it hard. I don't. There's too many spots. I mean, if I'm going for a Southampton attacker, it's got to be Ings. I don't want any of their other attackers. Um, but like my team, without I just mentioned my forwards for my wildcard right now. Timonis, he's got amazing fixtures coming up. We know what he does. He's like, like you said, he, uh, him and Ings are in the same kind of category. They get a goal, good chance to run for three bonus. Um, so I, I definitely want Jimenez. He's in my team. Calvert-Lewin, it's absolutely on fire, smashing at the moment. And there's no way I'm transferring out Vardy, who's just got a hat-trick against Man City when he's got two amazing home games coming up. He is flagged at the moment because he went off with a bit of a knock at the end of the game, which is how he missed that last penalty. But he did confirm after the game that it's just, um, I think he said it was like precautionary. But he basically said he'd be ready for the next game. So their next game is against, uh, pull it up here. Boop, 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 boop. Next game is against uh, West Ham and then Villa at home. Two fucking amazing fixtures. Like he might be my captain yeah. in one of those. And then Leeds so. uh, following the Arsenal match in game week seven. So, yeah. And you know he likes to score against Arsenal as well. So I'm not worried about those four fixtures. I think I want him for, for those four. But where do I fit in Ings? That means i got to drop Calvert-Lewin or I've got to drop uh, Jimenez. So maybe maybe I don't go with Jimenez. Maybe I go for Traore instead. Maybe I drop Calvert-Lewin and I go for Hamez. Well, you, you mentioned... don't know. Uh, Calvert-Lewin you mentioned Hammers and I suppose Everton they did beat Crystal Palace they took the three points 2-1 this weekend we I I was personally okay to see DCL come out of that with just a six point return I think it was just six points Richardson banged in the penalty so we know he's most likely to be taking penalties I've heard people saying they just wanted him to get off the uh you know, to get off the mark and, and get his first goal of the season. I don't know how that how true that is. Um, but I, I, I'll wait. And, yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think there's any credit to that because, I mean, at the time it was one all. I mean, may, maybe if they were like two or three goals ahead and they're like, yeah, take this nothing penalty. You know, we don't mind. Not a, in a game as tight as that. They'll they'll give it to the, the actual penalty taker, I think. And with Sigurdsson not on the pitch, I would have thought Dean might be the guy. But no, I think now that means it's Richardson. Well, Dean to actually, lose. Uh, yeah, Dean imagine. actually might be suffering from, you know, a bit of kind of shared set piece, uh, kind of, you know, taking with the likes of Rodriguez. I mean, we saw Rodriguez and yeah. Dean kind of deciding who was taking a a couple of free kicks over the weekend. They're definitely sharing corners, but a blank for Hammers nonetheless. Um, that will have seen his his owners feeling a little bit kind of, I suppose. You know, let down, especially with Richardson, uh, Calvert Lewin, Dinia 
picking up an assist. Coleman, who we did tout, uh, you know, from the start, five million, uh, what a decent, uh, you know, a decent five million option, especially for the likes of myself who's got a fucking Eric Dyer on the bench. Coleman picking up assist, Dina picking up assist, everyone really delivering. Rodriguez out in the cold this weekend, but I don't think that'll deter people too much. I mean, Everton still have a nice home fixture against Brighton, and then Southampton and Newcastle following their their Liverpool match, you know, post international break. So I don't know. I mean, are you what you said? You have DCL in your wildcard yeah. team. I do. I mean, the fixtures. I mean, Brighton are actually good. They're looking good this season. There's not to waste kind of say that they should have beat United in that game. It was like desperate and lucky. Trossard hit the bar like three times. They hit the bar in total like four or five times. They uh, they, they just look really good. Um, so that's not going to be an easy game. But then again, Crystal Palace are well-drilled, organized, and are start to the season well. And they beat them in a tough game this week. So if they can do it against them, you wouldn't have any fear against Brighton. Uh, I mentioned to you, like, um, pre-pod, that I'm not taking the home and away kind of part of it too seriously now anymore. I'm just looking at the actual fixture, the teams they're playing, how those teams are playing. I don't think where the venue is is going to influence it as much because like they play Liverpool in game week five. Uh, they're at home. I don't think it makes a difference. They don't. They haven't got fans there. If they went to Anfield, the Anfield fan, the Liverpool fans wouldn't be there. So that's going to be a tough game. I really do like the look at Coleman. Dean looks really good. His assist was a bit lucky this week. I mean, I don't think it should have been a handball at all. That was another handball that was, you know, kind of headed onto his arm yeah, from kind of close range. His arm wasn't really in an unnatural position. Ruined the game, all that, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you know, to take her jobs. Take her That's jobs. That's not argument. But, <laughs> yeah, well, by jobs, I mean, to take our enjoyment. The damn the right. Game fucking they do damn right they do sorry yeah no they do but yeah i do like i do like i said i'll probably go for dcl over richarlison as my pick if i go for an everton forward because yeah, he's well, the cheapest 7.2 or 7.3 uh whatever it was i got him for and uh yeah i do like dean but six million i've already had a problem with a six million defender in the shape of uh darty who i'm sure since i've taken him out of my team will now proceed almost, to do bits almost oh. certainly seamus and uh, i know we were saving it towards the end of the show but fuck it we've been yammering about it so much now that it's up there it's up on the screen which means of course this is coming out on youtube as well as the audio platform so if you are watching on youtube make sure to subscribe like all that jazz um even if you're on the fucking spotify or whatnot like and subscribe all that nonsense but looking at your wildcard team here seamus i am surprised that you still have fardy in it but Again, I suppose I wasn't really looking at how tasty his next two fixtures are. What I would say, that with West Ham and Aston Villa, both teams, especially West Ham, I think it's it would be a little bit unfair to not give them credit for smashing Wolves this week. That's a fantastic result that they weren't expecting. And, you know, there were signs of it against Arsenal last week. I know they lost, but, I, you know, 2-1, a late goal by Nketiah, I suppose I didn't give West Ham the credit they probably deserved last week, but that's two in a row, two um, decent performances and a big win this weekend. Is it going to be that easy for Leicester? Uh, look, it's a good point. Maybe it's not West Ham or a good point. I just can't consider West Ham a good team. They're just so bad. And Moyes, 
I think they won because Moyes wasn't on the sideline this week. That's possibly why they won because I think just Moyes just brings them down a whole other level. Um, pretty yeah, sure he it's because he had the old he he had a, he had the worms, he had the worms. You know? But I think so his assistant coach is uh, pretty much the fucking spitting image of him anyway. Not image, but uh, the way he speaks everything. So it's kind of insane. But looking at your wildcard team again. As I said, you have your variety. I think I understand that. I do think Villa the week after they're showing a bit of form as well. Clean sheet again this week. Two clean sheets in Two a row. In a row. We saw the, what their defense was doing at the end of last season. Um, they had tightened up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe they have learned a bit of a of a lesson. And I suppose only time will tell. But maybe on paper that the you know the fixtures to me I'm just clinging I think I'm just clinging onto hope that very because I'm not going to have any for those two and I'm just pl- praying oh no maybe look look at the facts James look at the look at the form Aston Villa West Ham they're in the greens if you're if you're to look at you know team based on form Villa and West Ham are definitely you know on the upward trajectory so maybe Verdi doesn't do all that but you've also gone back to Salah and that's kind of what I is catching my eye every time I'm looking at that team. You, you didn't start the season with him, and you talked about not really wanting him until maybe game week seven. You've changed your mind on that. Yeah, so, I mean, a game against Aston Villa. I know Aston Villa. Like, I could change my mind on this again. Nope. Um, this is recorded now, Shane. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> This is not this is not final. Like I've got uh, De Bruyne is my only Man City player in there at the moment because I'm not touching their defense. While what defense? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not touching their <laughs> exactly. I'm not touching their defense at the minute because they were an absolute shambles, giving up five goals to Leicester. Yeah, granted, three were penalties, but two weren't, and the three penalties they gave away were all just really clumsy. List out the team. Defending. List out Man City's uh, four defenders there, Seamus. I'm sorry to cut across you, and I know there's a bit of a lag. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Walker Garcia. Um, Ake, who scored, what the fuck and is that? That's quite yeah, a shit. Quite a crap. I mean, well, Garcia is only a, a young fella wearing a scrum helmet. He's I think he's going to Peter Czech route, Like you know? he's, yeah. I mean, I know he got knocked the fuck out by Ederson. Like, when was that? The end of last season. But I mean, like I... that was months ago. I mean, like if you can't, if you can't get a, if you can't head the ball, if he's wearing that, like can he head? I'd the imagine ball? it's more of like, a. Like with Czech, it was kind of I felt like it was like a security blanket, but with the Garcia thing, is it maybe just stitches? Is what I'm thinking. I don't know. It's the only sense I can make of it because I don't know how. I don't know yeah. how. I felt like months ago. I don't know. I've ever. never had stitches, so I can't. Uh, I can't say because only snitches get stitches, and Ederson looks like the kind of lad yeah. that would have no issue slicing you up if you ratted him out. Maybe it's the fucking smiley face on the side of the neck, but he scares the shit out of me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. The only thing, he looks like a straight up fucking thug <laughs> when he's got a shaved head. But when he has his hair long, I don't know, he looks even yeah, more dangerous. Yeah. It's weird. I can't, he goes from I can't thug tell. to, like, but, you know, yeah. upper level crime boss. But, uh... yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. With bad tattoos. But, yeah, look, their, their defense is terrible at the moment. Laporte coming back when he gets over the worms, that could be different. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from them. What's so at this the minute, I've just got them you've growing. talked about? Okay. You, had, you mentioned Moyes and you mentioned... Oh, is this... Oh, sorry. I get it. COVID. Why yes, they tested yes, yes, positive? Yes, yes, yes. I was worms. taught you were just taking the piss out of Moyes. And then uh, all of a sudden you mentioned <laughs> it again. I'm like, oh, this is something. This is a gimmick. Is this a meme I've missed out on? 
no, I just know uh, enough people that just uh, refer to COVID as they've got worms. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't know if that's popular. Or not, I but really I hope hilarious. it's not, James. <laughs> so, I really hope it's not. And if it is, I'm just living yeah, under it. So. Hopefully I'm bringing this to the world. You know, you got COVID, you got worms. But yeah, basically, uh, he's he's got the worms, and uh, he'll be back soon. So they could they could strengthen up, but I've no interest. Somebody was asking about Fernandinho as an option because he's classified as a defender this year. But until they tighten up, no interest in their defenders. So the, the, all he that could to be say, classified as a fucking forward, unless they team. wouldn't get the content. Although that would be, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, probably counterproductive. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about forwards, they don't have a forward because uh, Sterling, or sorry, fuck it. Shot my load. Uh, Aguero and Jesus are out injured. Uh, Jesus is going to be out for a month. Aguero, we're not sure yet. But uh, that means Sterling's playing up front. And a lot of players this week against Leicester would have been like, oh, he plays up front. You know, he gets goals and he's good. But he's just as effective. I think the stats were showing. Somebody was showing stats at the weekend. His positions when he's played left wing, right wing or center forward. He still scores about the same ratio of kind of goals and, uh, and assists. So, He's just as effective no matter where he plays. But, yeah, it, it is more interesting to have a player playing up front. You think they're going to get goals. So I might go for him over Salah. As you said, Aston Villa do look a bit more defensively resolute this season. And after lockdown, they, they got it stronger. But I just feel like, you know, come on, it's Aston Villa. That's, they're going to have an absolute implosion some game. Probably yeah. against Salah. Probably against Liverpool. It's a... Um, Mane score today. That means it's Salah's turn to score next game. That's how I, I reckon it works. So I might just, I think I'm just going to not complicate it and just yeah, go for Salah. I think Salah was, uh, it's probably the highlight of your wildcard, if you ask me, in regards to fixing a mistake that I thought you made, uh, you know, before the season kicked off. And again, it's probably with the benefit of hindsight, but Salah has just looked so fucking sharp. So on it. I know maybe his returns outside of game week one haven't really shown that, but let's not forget that, you know, last week was against Chelsea, you know, top four contenders, and this week he did get an assist um, against Arsenal. So, yeah, I think he... And he's just looked on it again, is my point. You know, he just... He looks, you know, like he wants it. He looks hungry. And, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit sickened uh, to see you have him back in your team. It means I might actually just go, fuck you, Mane, you're coming on because there won't be a whole lot uh, between the two of them. I think Mane is scoring again this week. That's three goals in two games. Um, he'll have sickened mm-hmm. a lot of people who jumped off him after game week one. Yeah, Thank like you. me. Um, what did you get tonight? You got like, what, seven points tonight? No, did you get eight? I think you got one bonus point. So, yeah, that's not too bad. But I got seven points from... Um, Alexander Arnold. If you went double defense like Trent and Robertson for significantly cheaper than Mane or Salah, then you know Robertson got ten points. You know, so Robertson looks really attacking. Uh, he's looked really good in the first few games. He's looked really good after the lockdown resumed or after the restart resumed during the summer. Uh, Alexander Arnold hasn't looked so good this season, but he did look good today. Put in a lot of good chances. Got the three bonus points in the game from just one assist. So that kind of tells you he was creating these dangerous chances and opportunities. They just didn't all result in more attacking returns. But you got the bonus. So he's going to stay on my team. But if I need to free up funds, I wouldn't be adverse. I'm kind of thinking I might downgrade him to Robertson. So I'm just keeping my keeper the same as well. Just go through the rest of my team. Keeping my keeper the same. McCarthy and goals. Just They've got some good games coming up. Uh, I've trossed out in there at the minute. And I still have Podence as a... A placeholder, see if he's injured or not. I have to get rid of my some of my fringe players. I brought in Lamptey, 
as a 4.5. I think I got him for 4.6. Got him for 4.5. But I got to get rid so of Wade. up yours. Yeah, I'll take that. But uh, I've got Matt Target. I'll probably get rid of him because uh, they've got some tough fixtures. I don't really want to Villa defender. I just got I actually him have doors. Matt Target uh, and Reeves on uh, on the the screen as we speak. I had to I had to sacrifice a side of the picture, and I thought, "Fuck you, Target! Two clean sheets in two weeks. Piss off! Will you just piss off? Yeah. No need for it, especially like yeah. this week. Villa or not Villa, but uh, Fulham." You know, I had Mitrovic. You had Mitrovic, I know, as well. But, you know, you're kind of going for it. And Fulham did have the ball in the back of the net. Decorva, Reed, or... Yeah, Bobby Reed. Bobby yeah. Reed. Bobby Reed. Sounds like a wrestler. But uh, Ricky, Bobby, Ricky Bobby, he banged, a, he banged the goal in. Um, deflection, offside, all that kind of shite. So, ruled out. I was delighted to see Villa's clean sheet wiped out. And, of course, I knew prematurely. I was like, oh... Oh, brilliant. And you're not allowed to celebrate this anymore because it's going to be ruled off. And it was um, thanks to Mitrovic, the you know the, the man who I was hoping would maybe kind of rescue the game week a little bit. He pulls down uh, one of the Villa defenders and, you know, the goal is ruled off for, an out, uh, for a foul. But Target, you've kept him. I suppose you can't really complain with what he's given you so far. You know, and again, just testing no, I mean, to Villa's resiliency in defence. Seven points from uh, that game when I had two players like Target and uh, Mitrovic. I'd be happy with that. You know, if that was a goal for Mitrovic and, you know, one point for Target, I would have taken that. Um, uh, bizarre fact in that game. I was looking at it after the game. I was like, wow, there's a lot of yellow cards in that game. Nine yellow cards in total. Six of them for Fulham. Not for Mitrovic. The man who loves a yellow card is like one of the few players who didn't actually get one. So that was kind of amazing that he got his like... owners two points. You would have definitely thought that's Yeah, wrong. I feel like the Mitrovic... Um narrative you know the the rough and tumble red card fucking Diego Costa I don't know how much that holds up in terms of stats now I'm not gonna go claiming too much here but I do know that kind of pre-season and whatnot his lack of red cards was heavily highlighted which was a surprise I'd assume that kind of follows suit with just bookings in general maybe he's just been at it so long he kind of knows how to play the game a little bit smarter do you know um yeah, I think maybe when he first signed for Newcastle, he must have got a red card in one of his first, you know, four or five games, and everyone was like, "God, this guy's a hothead. This guy, watch out <laughs> for this guy." But then it was just uh, a case of, yeah, he just picks he's up. He's walking here, for being a bit of a shit house. Yeah, a bit of a shit house, but he's not too bad. He's not as um, bad as yeah. But Bobby Reed, the other Fulham player, you you sold me on him. Started game week one, I was like, oh, there's a nice bench option. That's Hasn't not played the last two games. That's what am not I doing Bobby with him, Reed. Jared? That's uh... not Bobby Reed. Yeah, and he did play the Bobby last Reed's. game, I believe. Wrong. I think this is the only game he hasn't played. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. He didn't play, but he yeah, wasn't even so you have squad. to assume knock. That's what I'm thinking, knock. I mean, they transferred him in. They bought him from... Uh, who was it This who was it that they picked? They transferred him in? He was on loan from them last year? Never heard of him before. Before so you this, put me on to him. Well, the start either way, 4.5. Either way, he's out. He's out in the wild card. Not according to the ours. fucking screenshot you sent me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't made the change yet. I just made the importance. He's not going to drop in price, so you know he's going to be. So he's going to be somebody. Who Q- else to make him? I'll probably bring back in Basuma. QQ, for him. Uh, which although then I'd be in a situation where I I have three Brighton. Uh, you do, and that brings me onto the other, uh, you know, crazy diamond of your uh, wild cards or of yeah of your wildcard team, Trossard, the man of uh, many names, but 
I haven't heard any of them. I've just heard him called Trossard. And uh, yeah, just Trossard. Trossard. Uh, smashed the bar a couple of times this weekend. What was it, three times he hit the woodworks? Woodwork? Yeah, I think so. I thought he hit it four, but uh, that was one of them was fucking March. Bulba They just kind of look like better. from a from a distance. You just yeah. I you see the the flappy head, and uh, yeah, no, he did. He hit the mm. bar three times. Um, six million. A lot of people talking about him uh, as if he's you know he shit don't stink. Well, Brighton, their shit's not stinking too powerfully this season. They actually look pretty decent, and uh, yeah, they have um, Everton, Crystal Palace, West Brom in the next three. Trossard sitting in your team, I can I can understand that. Do you want? Do you have any specific, you know, reasons why, or you're just a sheep? He looked good last year. He always was uh, somebody who attracted interest. Never really went in him. Got five goals, five assists. That's only from two thousand minutes. So that's actually pretty good return from low minutes. Um, got a price hike. So he's uh, did he get a price hike? No, he actually started last year at six million as well. So he's still six million. But he's had attacking returns in his first two, including against Chelsea. Could have really had attacking returns against United. Um thought he was a bit of a rotation risk in this Graham Potter side, who he likes to rotate quite a lot. But he's played ninety in all three. Um they've got, as I said, the Everton game is kind of a tough one, but looking at the chances he's creating just behind the strikers, um, yeah, I think he's kind of central to everything create creative they do. So yeah, I'm just interested in uh, maybe trying to get a bit looked at. I might just go look Lamptey is enough Brighton cover because the fixtures aren't, still aren't amazing. Everton are on fire. They've won their first three games in a row. That'll be a tough game. Could easily see them lose that. Um, yeah, Crystal Palace away. Crystal Palace are organized. Yeah, that could be a tough one. Um, West Ham, or sorry, West Brom. Then after that, that's that's a good one. So uh, let's see. That, he, he's certainly not. He's certainly not yeah, uh, no. written in stone. That could change. So the. The players are on the fringes that'll probably change. I'm, de- I'm sure I'm going to have Salah. Well, 90% sure I'm going to have Salah. I'll either have Alexander-Arnold or that could be Robertson if I need to make up money because I still, I still have like Justin on my team. And he's only going to be in there for another two weeks. But his next two fixtures, as I said, are really nice. And then I'll probably bin him I think with that. the likes of Trossard, you're looking at... There's a, lot of, there's, a, there's a couple of questions this week regarding, you know, Sun and whatnot. So... You know, Trossard is one of those options that are popping up for, you know, midfielders that maybe offer an out, you know, with this son injury. I don't know how serious that is, but as the week develops, and I'm, I'm sure we'll find out more. So, you know, you have a few, and as I mentioned, there's some, some burning questions, Seamus. So, without ado, let us head straight on over to the drunk tank. <laughs> You got the questions up there, don't you? Um, I have all the questions here. You have uh, I can't see your screen, but I think you have them all highlighted up there. So I think uh, the first questions we have are about some... It was questions. a segue that I got worked one very poorly into that. I was... You fucking threw me when you stepped, kept going on about your team. You were going on about... Like, I was like, Trossard, son, into the drunk tank. There we go. And then you went from Trossard to some other fucking part of your team and I was just like ah fuck's sake now I've forgotten the sentence <laughs> excuse me for talking about my wildcard team when asked about my you wildcard you talked about team. it for a full 20 minutes okay uh, so you got you you got yours but sorry I'm sorry I'm taking away yeah talked about talked about it too long talked about it too long I actually wanted to ask you know because your team was very similar to mine before uh, I wildcarded we have a lot of the same players you know you might have had Dyer when I had uh, um Doherty and things like that. So I was like, are you tempted to play your wildcard? But 
you know, I can't come back to that. But no, maybe you want to answer that now. Any any way tempted to play your wild card? Are you happy too late, with how your James. team looks? It's too late. We've moved on. I'm on. We're in the drunk tank. There's two. <laughs> You've ignored me for another I'll week. Find, I'll I'll find a way. I'll find a way to bring it back around to you. You don't give a shit. Anyway. Well, yeah, because I, I want to know. Getting, you don't even look don't at my shit. team. You're just what you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> we're having our first public spatter. Right. I'm glad this is recorded. Let the people decide. You're the bad guy, the bad okay? Guy. And I'll block out and mute <laughs> anyone that says different. <laughs> okay. Uh, first question I have here, anyway. Uh, Tom Moriarty, simple question. Best son replacements. Um, that's the same question that is asked from... Uh, Zoe, which is at Helen Zoe ten, uh, son replacement. Simple. I like these kind of questions. They're not. It's not a whole lot yep. of backstory to him. Two. Who do we want for son? Son is nine point one. He, you probably got about nine. Some might got him at eight point nine. Who do you think is a, a good option? Because you had him, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not even thinking about replacements because I have a wild card, so budget isn't a, a thing for me. But who do you think is good? You, you mentioned Trossard. Do you like him? I do like Trossard. Um, I. For me, the question with the sun replacement is what way are you looking to structure your team? Are you looking to go up? Are you looking to go down? Um, and, and and strengthen, maybe you want to go too up front. So maybe for those who want to get on Vardy, you're looking to turn, you know, a, a striking position, maybe a fucking Shea Adams or, a, or a, a Mitrovic into, you know, a 9 million striker. So then all of a sudden you're looking at, price differences what way are you approaching this are you cutting down are you cutting up there isn't like i'd imagine most people know what midfield premium premium options they want right now i.e your kdbs your salas so i think the most interest he's he's your third spot right not many people are going to have him as their second premium midfielder he's your Son, third midfielder yeah obviously yeah yeah, is that is that what is that what we're kind of assuming here? I think safe. I think to it's fair. That, it? I think it's a fair. I mean, like if you look at just the likes of Abamyang ownership from game week one, people jumping on KDB, Fernandez, Salah, Mane, all that shit. You're gonna have to assume they have probably two premium mids, and I know that I had Son as the the third premium, kind of holding that spot. But I think it's kind of more fun to look at it from like where do you save cash if you wanted to make that like bit of extra value because we could sit here and talk about Fernandez, we could sit here and talk about Sterling and if you wanted to go up but everyone fucking knows the premium options you know they're they're the easiest it's yeah, the yeah. ones like where you're trying to save a bit of cash the the Leandro Trossards the Harvey Barnes the you know the they're the ones that I'm I'm interested in the, so you're, you're thinking, save. you don't see any guys in a similar bracket that you would move to. I mean, the ones you think of specifically, Pogba's not an option. He's playing shite. But like any Chelsea players, Kai Havertz, I mean, Ziyech is still out injured. But Pulisic, is he close to coming well, back? Well, they're all people that I'd have, you know, a firm eye on. I think Havertz, he got his assist this week. Chelsea getting fucking thunderfucked by West Brom in the first half. And then they, they, they reclaimed a bit of dignity tree tree uh Havertz getting what was it five points in the end i think it was just the assist um maybe he got some bonus on top of that but he did get his uh he he did get an attack yeah i'm still laughing yeah, at under- fucked, yeah. <laughs> he did get it's a the acdc ripoff but he did get um some attacking returns to follow up that hat trick he had got midweek in the carabao cup so i'm definitely watching him that little bit closer now for me i'm kind of going oh okay He's starting to turn, but he's played in how many different positions? So I don't even know if I, I don't even feel like I know the player, if you get to where I'm coming from. So I want to see a bit more from Chelsea. I'm not convinced 
that Frank Lampard A knows what the fuck he's doing or P knows what the you know what the fuck he's uh uh yeah you're right no I'm sorry I'm I'm after getting A to A to B I don't know what you can't multitask. <laughs> I just sent you a message. It threw me completely off. off. I don't know why you'd send that mid-podcast. <laughs> but oh, yeah, sorry. I don't know what... Because I instantly think, oh, fuck, my mic is gone or something's broken and you're seeing it, which is usually the only reason you send a message. Yeah, yeah. No, but to, to, to get back to what you're saying is like Chelsea, too risky right now. Even a home game against um, Crystal Palace, I think that's a tough fixture. Even though, you know, it's at home and Chelsea are a big team and whatever... Um, I don't really like that. I, I don't think that, that I've I've jumped off uh, Timo Werner this week because I'm just like fuck that. He's had three weeks. He's got one assist. I know he he won another penalty. Like the, the assist he's got is for winning penalties, which we know that is happening. But uh, it's not like he's been very creative. He's just been fouled yeah. in the box twice. Uh, he's hit the bar once. You know that's all well and good, but that's a missed shot. Should be scoring I'm with that. you. I'm with you, and I do feel like we're getting a little bit away from the question. But I suppose that's our own fucking fault for not going into Chelsea a bit more in detail. But I am with you um, in terms of Werner. I also dropped off him. I dropped off him on Saturday. I don't remember the last time I did a transfer on a Saturday night when there was a full week ahead of me, and I didn't. It wasn't rage. I wasn't. I wasn't furious. It was quarter to one. That's there. That's digitally provable. Uh, it was late. I thought about it. I actually was looking at the great Mark Southern's... Uh, that sounded sarcastic. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Uh, the, yes, the uh, Mark Southern's uh, and chatting about... I think he was chatting with Andy and they were talking about transfers that night and he had made the transfer off of Werner and uh, it was someone who was trying to console him talking about how... Little Jimenez, I mentioned this to you before recorded, how Little Jimenez had, uh, you know, missed in being yeah, been injured, missed through injury uh, and whatnot. So that convinced me. I was like, once I saw that tweet, I went, yeah. oh, OK, well, I'm just fucking doing it now. Makes sense. I mean, they're both. I mean, at least um, pull it, uh, sorry, we'll just finish up on Werner. He's not a proven asset. You know, he is in, in Europe, but he's not in the Premier League. We know what you get from Jimenez. So that's fine. We want to go for him. But the reason we were looking at Chelsea in the first place, and uh, we're, we're not in, we're talking about Chelsea's, we're not interested because they just haven't shown good form. And three of their players are, you know, within a million or so of Sun's price, so they are the kind of sideways transfers. Um, Bale is another player; he's nine point five, slightly yeah, more expensive. Can't be looking at Gareth Bale right now. You no, know, he's out. He's out injured. So these, all these guys have like, and Pulisic and Ziyech have flags next to them. So Havertz is the really only option there. The next one I would see in the same price 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 point. Would be Mares or maybe yeah, William. I mean, again, these no, interest you. interests me. If I'm looking at Son, I'm looking at the ones who've made a bit of an impact. I don't think Mares. Yeah, he. So you're coming down. I'm coming, coming down. down price I'm not looking saying. at fringe players like uh, Riyad Mares. He didn't play in game week two. He did play in this game week. I need. I'm def. I definitely need more than one fucking game. Do you know, I want to see a consecutive starts for Maris and even then I won't feel confident but looking at Sun replacements the the man who's standing out to me and it's because it would allow me to get in on a bit of that hopefully a bit of that Vardy action that I know you're going to come into Harvey Barnes 7 million yeah like it yeah he's one I mean 
my three, the three options I would go with, Ali's not an, an option as well for Spurs, so you can't really kind of go to another sideways player for Spurs there. Um, it's got to be, yeah, and Barnes, he's one of them. Uh, Greenwood or Rodriguez. Can't trust Mares at the minute. You know, I can't really trust City, and Mares is just one of those players I'm not willing to go to. He would be a good option if you're thinking of it, but um, I think Greenwood can get goals for United. He's dropped in price to seven. Greenwood had now. a goal um, chopped off for whatever offside of the weekend so Greenwood would have been my second option James I think that's a fantastic shout 7.4 that little point one makes him more tasty don't you think the fact that you know you're getting him for less than what he was at the start of the season yeah I'm thinking he might price rise you know if he scores a goal or two he get into price rising but uh, Rodriguez is the most informed player in a similar price bracket really Mara's got a goal and assist I suppose yeah but Rodriguez is the player I would be interested in for 7.6 you can see his price going up. Zaha could be an option, but I'm not really that interested for this Chelsea game. Then again, they Chelsea have looked really poor defensively, conceding three to West Brom. They look very bad. Zaha might be good. Might be a bad shout, you know. But uh, God, I'm kind of as I'm doing it now. I hadn't considered Zaha, and now I'm kind of convincing myself Zaha might be a guy to go to. But Barnes, look, you had good, good, a lot of luck with Barnes last Jamie's year. Sheer, He's getting a lot of shots. Skill. Yeah, but he's getting a, he gets a ton of shots. He looks really threatening. There might be the most highest XG shots, but he's getting a lot of shots. You know, he gets into right areas. He looks threatening. Um, I'm kind of relying on him to cause havoc to, you know, allow Vardy, who Vardy has looked pretty much useless like the first three games of the season. He's just somehow managed to get five goals because four of them are now, pen- being penalties. Do you know what Vardy's <laughs> XG is? Non penalty XG. He's non penalty XG. I, I would say it's under a half. Now. I can barely spell XG, and uh, so don't take this for gospel. But I'm pretty sure it's like on the button 0.5. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I knew it wasn't much. <laughs> I knew it wasn't much. I was penalties, nervous talking about uh, XG that... there. I felt my my anxiety levels rising just slightly. It's like, oh, you're out of your depth. What the fuck are you doing? He's like, what if he what if he asks what yeah. does XG stand for? Expected gal. Maybe, Maybe he won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> expected goals yeah well he uh, yeah well look it doesn't matter it's the season of the penalties so he's got five goals he must be top goal yeah. scorer in the Premier League I imagine I haven't checked the charts it's still too early to be looking at things like top goal scorer charts uh, overall rank charts because this will all settle down after a few weeks but yeah I'm happy I've, I've had him for right. five goals so I'm not uh, going to complain um, so that all that to say you know the two teams who have got um, maximum points this season Everton and Leicester are the two teams we're looking at, as well as maybe Greenwood and as well yeah, as maybe no, Zaha. Completely fair. I'm with you, Seamus. Question: We did. We, we smashed it. Even if we did go off on a bunch of tangents there, but I hope Zoe and uh, <laughs> Tom, two two OGs of the show, there. Uh, I hope they're satisfied with those answers. Questions? More, please. More questions. Uh, the next questions we have then are from FPL Canuck. Uh, he asks, when is the one more week theory just a matter of being too stubborn? He refuses to sell Timo ahead of the Crystal Palace fixture, even after he's returned a solitary assist in three game weeks. Please help. I was in a similar position. And that uh, reflects another question we have there from... Uh, Robert Ducky. Who was it? Robert Ducky. I'm missing it there. Yeah, here we go. Robert Ducky. When does patience become stubborn- stubbornness? So, yeah, that's the... That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? This is a question 
if we knew the answer to, we would all be talking. I think from the, the answer is pretty uh, easy for Rubber Ducky's one. For me, anyway. When does patience become stubbornness? It's about three points in. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say game week four. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're both onto the same thing here. I've decided. I was glad I was patient this week with the likes of um, you know not pl- pulling my wild cards. I got the points from Vardy. I got the points from Bruno. I might have lost both of those had I. Uh, you know, did my wild card. So look, I you got to be patient to some extent. One week, not enough. Two weeks, not enough. Three weeks, you got to start thinking. Okay, maybe now um, we got to start moving people on here. But because three weeks after no returns, yeah, that could be that. That's starting to kind of be a bit more like form as opposed to just bad luck. And we saw it last. I had it last year. It was part of the reason I did a ter- had a terrible, terrible start. I stuck with Sterling way too long. Season improved as soon as I just got rid. Um, I was patient with my strikers at the start of last year to the detriment of not getting in Vardy when he started banging in goals. Same thing happened. I did. I missed out on Tammy Abraham's points last season. I've missed out on all of Calvert-Lewin's points this year. I think Calvert-Lewin will continue to score goals. I don't think he's going to do a, what we call a pookie. So you have to you have to fucking get your balls out and whip them on the table every so often yeah. and make a, put them on the line, make a decision. And I think that, you know what, I don't think if selling Timo Werner, I could be completely wrong with this. Don't think selling him this week means you're going to lose out in the hall from him in the next game week. We shunted out on the left against West Brom when they were chasing the game. That doesn't bode well. They're still missing Pulisic. Uh, they're still missing Ziyech. So there's a good chance Tammy, who scored the equalizing goal, could start again the next day. They could play two up front. I just don't know. There's too many uncertainties. And that's why I'm like, I will revisit Timo Werner in two or three weeks. Yeah maybe four or five weeks when uh, the fixtures are good, when they look like they've got more of a plan because right now Frank is really struggling to get them playing coherently. So that's, have I said it? I think I've said enough. Get rid. So that's answering Canuck's question think, more directly. You know, I think like stick? it's a lot easier to say that when you're on the wild cards. Now I'm not holding it against you, Seamus. I think it's a completely valid uh, state of mind, especially because so many people are on you know, the wild card at the moment and whatnot. I do, like, if it's the wild card for me, it's an easy get rid because I don't give a shit. I think he, I give him three weeks and it's, I do think Crystal Palace look mm. a bit, uh, there's a bit more about them than there is about West Brom. And uh, I think mm-hmm. Chelsea really struggled in the first half against West Brom. So if Crystal Palace put out, and again, I think Crystal Palace had a, a match against a much better Everton side than West Brom did against Chelsea. Do you know, Everton were, I I would yeah. expect them. Um, I would expect Chelsea to struggle greater. You know, struggle more. Whatever. I would expect. <laughs> yeah, struggle str- more Chelsea than. to struggle more than fucking Everton did because Everton, Everton just look a far more. Co- but that was the reason. That was the very reason. Jer, I've just interrupted you. I'm so sorry. But that was the very reason why I held off on getting um, Calvert Lewin this week. I was like, I might want to get Calvert Lewin or Richardson or James. Like, but I was like, that game against Crystal Palace is not that easy. They only scored two goals. I knew they weren't going to get a bag full of goals, but the thing with Calvert-Lewin is he's probably the most likely to get the goals because he's just in that six-yard box. All he does is get on the end of stuff. Like He's not being involved in build-up play. He's not getting involved with key passes. It's literally just one-touch finishes, headers especially. So, um, yeah, that's, that's you know, if they can beat Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace can be beat, but I wouldn't be surprised if Crystal Palace beat Chelsea. Mm-hmm this weekend so it's the early kickoff as well 
You'll be cursing yourself, pulling your hair out if you, you know, Timo does nothing again. You'll want a rage transfer. I think, you know, I, I'm on a wild card. I said it was easy. You're not on a wild card. Still you still got rage, yeah. right? I think with uh, Wolves fixtures coming up, Fulham at home. Fulham, look, like I know everyone was saying it's the start and I like to hold off and cast in that kind of level of judgment straight away. But based on fucking hell what I saw today, they are prime candidates for relegation. They look so weak defensively um, that, yeah, I'd have no issues captaining Jimenez against Fulham next week. Especially like I mean, even knowing that him as a ceiling isn't the it isn't the greatest. Yeah. I still doubt that uh, you know he comes away with that with just a six pointer. I have to imagine he gets more than that. But look, that's uh, you know that's a different fucking thing. Getting back to the lads' question: When does patience become stubbornness? The way I look at it, lads, is game week three. Um, you definitely haven't been stubborn at the moment. You know. After the international break, that's when you kind of need to take a step back, reevaluate a bit, a little bit. There's no need for massive overhauls, I don't think, um, especially not from two fucking experienced players like the lads before the international break. It's probably the reason, you know, one of the biggest criticisms I'd have of your wildcard, Seamus, is the fact that it's just before game week four. I don't like uh, that. I'd li- I'd rather kind of you know, come after the international break and look at it a bit kind of clearer. But I get it. I mean, it's similar situations last year. I've heard a, I've heard a lot of that, actually. I've heard a lot of people saying, um, this is not the right week to wildcard just before an international break. I'd rather do it after an international break. I'm like, I do understand that, right, this is the year of COVID. The year of COVID. You know, there we go. The year of the worm, right? Or the worms. But... I don't know, like, are we all expecting these players to come back with COVID after this or having to self-isolate? I mean, like, I assume they're all going to be able to just go back in. They're not I going think to have this, to isolate. Uh, this... Or else they, they wouldn't even allow it. They wouldn't have an international break if they had to kind of buy by others. Unless somebody actually shows symptoms, but you can't predict that anyway. Maybe there's probably more of a slight risk afterwards, but I wouldn't want to... Like, manage, there's a good chance managers won't even fucking tell you who's out for these games because they try to keep their cards close to their chest. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'll have a transfer if I need to address something after, you know, the the international break if I need to. Hopefully, I'll get some price rises this weekend over the international break. Yeah, you and, sound uh, like you're trying to convince yeah, I don't really kind of get I mean, I... No, I'm just... All that's explained. I don't explain why people think it's a bad reason. I wouldn't want to play a reactive wildcard to, oh, all my players are out injured. I'm going to have to get... Who's got the best fixtures now? And go like, oh, Jimenez is out. I guess I'll just go for Traore, even though I don't feel too great about it. Nah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fair enough. I think regarding the COVID stuff, um, I, this is a narrative that existed before this year, you know, in terms of wild cards being slightly more risky uh, prior to an international game week. But it is, as I said, just a narrative. It's something I do. Maybe I'm being a little bit too superstitious about it. But I hope we covered uh, FBL Canucks and Robert Ducky's question fairly decent there. That brings us on to the next set of questions and a giant topic this week, something we alluded to in the intro and we've probably talked about it since penalty takers we've got at Adams nuclear and dd two regular question askers <laughs> name the best penalty takers to get into our team is a team with lots of penalty takers the way to go given that you can now concede a spot kick for farting that's dd's artistic use of excrete yeah i was gonna say fancy word for farting but yeah okay what um yeah load up those teams that's what i'm doing 
you know, I mean, Calvert Loon is not a penalty taker. I've, I've mentioned I've got him in, but the rest of the team, Salah is a penalty taker, um, and that's why at the start of the season I went, yeah, you know, I, I said I only wanted Mane for one, a Liverpool player for one week, and I was getting rid of him, but I, and a lot of people said, look, it's a mistake in the pricing from FPL Towers this year. They should have been a 0.5 million the difference to reflect the fact that Salah's on penalties. And I was like, ah, that's never really been a, a big thing anyway. Man, I can more than match him. But now I'm thinking, like, man, half a million is not enough to justify him. There should be a million between them because penalties are going to be huge this year. And Man is going to have, sorry, Salah's going to have at least five goals from penalties yeah. this season. You know, at least, you know. I think he might miss a few from not being on the pitch when they score or Milner being on the pitch and things like that. But I think he's number one, maybe even if Milner's on the pitch. So I think he's going to have at least five, a five goal head start. Who would you bet in a race for a golden boot? Salah or Mane, if you knew one is going to get five goals from penalties alone, you'd bet Salah. So yeah, there should be a million price between them. That's why I've rectified that. Uh, KDB penalty taker for Man City. Get on my team, please, sir. Um, Danny Ings is a penalty taker. Now I'd have him, him and his penalty taker. I'd have him. Uh, who else have I got? J- Jamie Vardy. I mean, all he's doing is scoring penalties. So, yeah, load up with penalty takers. You know, any defenders taking penalties? Yeah, no, better. I mean, you did a bit of work, I know, this week on penalty takers. Now, we're running real fucking long. We're already at the hour mark. So, we're not going to go into that too much. But, I mean, I think you absolutely smashed it there in terms of the penalty takers I'd be looking at. You didn't, I don't know if you mentioned Fernandez, but you do have your KDBs, you've got your Jimenez's. For me, the best penalty takers are. The ones you mentioned, you know, Salah, KDB, I think Fernandez is up there in in terms of how many United, how many penalties United won last year. Um, is a team like looking a bit more at Didi's question? Is a team with lots of penalty takers the way to go? It has to be. I mean, like we're seeing a massive increase in penalties. Uh, I think it's always been a bit of an unwritten rule anyway. Do you know, like like a penalty taking a penalty taker in your team was you know was something to have. I mean, you just got to look at the likes of. Crystal Palace's Milio Jevovic, or however you say it, uh, he he's made a name just as a penalty taker, essentially. You know? Yeah. We were considering Mark Noble and uh, Guy Ritchie at the it's start. and Guy Ritchie, Ritchie whatever yeah. his first name is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we were considering them at the start of the season because they were like 5 million and they're mm. penalty takers. Um, now, Wilson took the penalty for Newcastle this uh, this week, so I guess he's not. But I'd be considering the likes of Wilson now as well as a result. All these Richie guys was off the pitch, but I think I, Bruce came out and confirmed that Wilson is their penalty taker. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought he, I knew Richie started. I didn't know if he'd been off the pitch when the penalty went in or not. But uh, that says, well, Mitrovic, was, that was one of the reasons I put Mitrovic in my team at the start of the season. I was like, he's on penalties. I actually had high hopes for him against Villa today, but... Um, Fulham are just so bad. They're so bad. Like you alluded to earlier, that's why I think, you know, Jimenez this week against Fulham could be an amazing shout. Even though he doesn't do double-digit hauls a lot. Yeah, we'll be looking at him. Uh, And as I said, he's a penalty taker. So, yeah, load him up. I mean, you can't have them all, but you could definitely get three forwards who are all penalty takers and a couple of premium midfielders who are penalty yeah, takers no, as well. Next question, Seamus. It's from Didi again. Uh, he's got a second one in this week, the cheeky bugger, but look, he missed he missed out in the, the first couple of episodes, so I'm happy to see him floating around the, the questions again. Alright, lads. Story. I have two Leicester City players, Vardy and Justin. Is it time to travel up? Harvey Barnes? Fixtures look good. Also, what's your favourite crisps? Now, we've mentioned Harvey Barnes, so I really just want to focus on the crisps here, Seamus. <laughs> what is your favourite crisps? Now, we we joked about this question before we started recording, and you nearly you nearly spoil it, but I wanted an organic reaction. I want to know 
your favorite crisps. Hit me with them. Yeah, it's got to be uh, McCoy's Flame Grilled Steak. Crispy. Uh, the, the, the Ridges ones. Yeah, those guys. They're like by far the nicest crisps out me? there. Are you taking the piss? Why? Is that no, yours? No, it's not my fucking favorite crisps. They're manly crisps, and hunky man. And Hunky Dories are I'll say eating those. Hunky Dories are an honorable mention. For a tater hunky sandwich... Hunky Dories is what you're going with. Uh, I pref- Hunky Dory is the way to go. Yeah, Hunky Dory's tater sandwich is, is great as well, but it's got to be the the McCoy's flame grilled steak. I flame grilled steak. I love I eat those all the day. McCoy's flame grilled steak. I will say that the roof of your mouth chaffness compared to a Hunky Dory's, you know, chafing is a little bit greater, and I think yeah. that's because McCoy's are probably producing some ridiculous sweat house. That's why Little are selling them. Uh, well, I mean. They're, everyone sells them nowadays but I remember back in the day it was like the little thing they had McCoy's they had fucking great offers on them and I fucking loved them but you mentioned the key thing there Seamus Tato sandwiches now honourable mentions we've gonna obviously have to mention Tato Tato you know the reason we're saying Tato's instead of crisps yeah. you know uh, the the good old fashioned fucking cheese and onion Tato that was the first thing that came to my mind uh, because I do love a, a cheese and onion Tato sandwich but you're I am, but if I had to give the fucking prize to favorite crisps, it's hunky dories all day long, and I'll take cheese and onion or buffalo or sour cream. Yeah. Don't don't yeah don't mention sour cream and and, and onion. Those really? are the worst. Yeah, cheese and onion. Yeah, what about sour buffalo? cream and onion? No, can't be having those. Yeah, I like buffalo. Okay. Yeah, they they were more in my my student days. And, Your exhibition uh, days. Yeah, we should move on. We're spending all the way too because long because we should have we should have started the, the fucking show with this question, Seamus. Oh, do you know what he's done? He's done it really well there. He's talking about Leicester, sponsored ah. by Walkers. You know, Gary Lineker with the... Oh, he's very, he's done that really well. I, I like that. I wonder if he knew that. But I'm not troubling up on Leicester, though. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not troubling up. Well, I mean, I don't know. You have Vardy and Justin. I can't, I wouldn't argue if you had also had Barnes in your team. I think Leicester have uh, looked fucking strong, man. I think to get I think to get Vardy in, I got to downgrade one of my forwards to. Um, I can't afford to have Jimenez, or I can't afford to have. Um, I mean, he has to come down to somebody even cheaper, down to six point five. But there's good options in six point five. You know, you could go for Chris Woods, you could go for uh, Wilson. So yeah, if I did something like that, let's not go too have, far um, with Chris Wood. I think Chris Wood is a good option. I don't know how many goals Burnley are going to score this year. Like I actually haven't pegged for a relegation battle. Yeah, but he's another penalty taker. Point. Throwing it back to the other questions. Next question, Seamus. At FPL Liam, or is it EFFPL underscore Liam? It's a, it's, he's, we know him. We know who Liam is. Spending FPL phonetically. Oh, that's son of a bitch. He's got me. Okay. Any stories of drunken transfers or wildcards that we can tell, or any hungover slash slept in deadline misses? Well, I don't know who you think we are, Liam, but we're fucking Grade professions. A professional. Professionals. You know, we don't half-ass this FPL. I can honestly say I don't think I have been hungover, slept in and missed the deadline where I planned to make transfers for eight, nine seasons. Probably did that a bit when I was more of a rookie. But yeah, no, do that once and you're not happy. But I make my transfers on a Friday. I nearly always make my transfers on a Friday. If I booked them in for a Saturday morning, I don't have a great night's sleep. I'm just a bit too obsessed with it. 
So, You're dreaming you know, of I definitely don't giant versions of probably... fucking Jamie Vardy stamping all over your your uh, your new table and chairs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making my moves like, but I don't wait for this last minute like news so i just make my moves on a friday if no one's been told in the press conferences that they're not injured i'm assuming they're fit um so yeah i i don't i don't do that and if i know i'm going out on the, on the lash nah no no hope because i know i will miss the deadline so it's just just make the transfers don't touch my phone or i'm out that's it so i can't think of, i know plenty of people who have messed up you know plenty of people in our mini leagues who've missed deadlines or while they're drunk not hit the wildcard button or whatever or look at the wrong fixtures or something stupid like that or forgot to confirm on their captain but yeah i've missed you know forgot to captain the right player but that's been not because i've missed the deadline or yeah. been drunk never never fpl and drink unless you're recording a podcast and then it's almost a requirement uh especially if you're on this fucking one but yeah, I can't um, claim to be, you know, quite as uh, righteous as you've been, Seamus. But, you know, it's been a long while, like, since I... I don't know if I've ever... I've never, like, at least not in the last decade, missed a deadline in regards to slept in. Like, I will... I'm like you. I'll, I'll probably be thinking about it that night if I need to get up that next morning uh, to make those transfers. Or, for example, the start of the season, I was going to try to speed this fucking thing along but we're an hour and 10 minutes so anyone who's not going to listen at this stage is already turned off but um yeah i uh i started the season didn't have my team set as much as i liked on you know on the friday so that night i didn't sleep a wink like i was thinking about it i i knew i had to be up at you know before 10 so i was up at fucking seven in my head you know thinking about getting out of bed is it too early no i don't want to be sitting there for four hours looking at my fucking team but i haven't missed a deadline i don't i do kind of lose a bit of sleep over it what did happen to me in project restart <clears throat> and again i'm glad this is over the hour mark because it's past watershed now and uh, we had all of those fucking deadlines they were coming real fucking thick and fast and i think we had done a podcast the night before the next deadline. It was back at the start of the Project Restart. So, of course, I had had a few drinks, maybe a little bit too much, and had a little bit of, you know, the a little little bit of the, the uh, <coughs> wacky tobacco after all was said and done. And, yeah, it hit me like a fucking ton of bricks. So I remember sitting there, I was telling you this before we started recording, Seamus. Sitting there, kind of going like, "Oh shit, this is this is coming too fast." Oh fuck, 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 fuck! In about fifteen minutes, I'm going to be face down, and I'm trying to change my team. I'm trying to I'm trying to move a couple of fucking clicks and clicks, get this done because I don't know what time I'm waking up at. Uh, all ended, you know, well. You know, I think uh, the girlfriend watched over me for about an hour till I snapped out of it, fed me some jaffa cakes, just like Rio Ferdinand would have at halftime. And, uh, yeah, get the energy energy levels back up. And I completed the team successfully, but that was the only real embarrassing, you know, near fucking bollocks acting I I can remember. At least because of, you know, I've killed off so many fucking brain cells at this stage. I don't remember five years ago. Well, I'm shocked to learn that you were anything less than 100% professional about your, your FBL team. But look, you still managed to, to get your team in, so that's good. No, yeah, we, um, we ain't rookies. We ain't rookies. Who asked that? We, we ain't, ain't rookies. Ain't rookies. Next question, Seamus. We're not good, but we're not rookies. You don't need to you know. be. Uh, what's our one next more, question? last one. Oh. Last question is fancy 
Island of Ireland. Yep, Is that's that it. F P L L O I I F A. Yeah, he's asking what Man City assets should we consider for a mini wildcard? So I guess when he says a mini wildcard, I'm guessing he's not saying he's wildcarding, but only making a few changes. He's talking about he's probably going to take yeah. a couple of hits. For me, there's um, only one. Sterling is somebody to Sterling's someone to look at now that he's playing as as a forward. But you have to have De Bruyne in your team. So if you don't yeah, have him, just get him in. That's Back. pretty much it. Just KDB. Uh, Sterling, I think you can look at. I know he is playing up front, but a pretty abject performance against Wolves. So I don't know how much. You know, that interests me. If I'm looking at, like, maybe a bit of a differential Sterling over KDB, maybe. But, no, there's only one City asset that is 100% nailed for me. And that's, you know, arguably the best player in the world, Europe. You know, that's how I feel. Uh, And that's KDB, especially now he's on fucking penalties. I said it last year uh, when he took his first one. I was like, does this make him some kind of fucking like god now is he like just untouchable because he's already smashing it and now he's on penalties and i don't think we like if he spends the full season on penalties now obviously aguero has yet to come back and so we don't know what that does but if he was to spend the full season on penalties he could set some fucking point record do you know i'm assuming yeah he'd be like yeah yeah tour yeah. that time but like 10 times better yeah well yeah Tore was unbelievable that season as well but, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, as well as being on the penalties, and I think he will remain on the penalties even when uh, Aguero is back in the team until he misses, which I don't think he probably will. Um, he's playing in a in the role, like in just like the number, what is it, the number 10 role, just behind the kind of striker. He's playing in that advanced position, the kind of position that David Silva, they were looking for a David Silva replacement, you know, who's going to be creating all these chances. And the whole talk was that, oh, this is where Foden was ultimately going to replace him, you know, as the successor to David Silva. He, David Silva is like, I mean, Phil Foden has probably played in that position about twice ever. He's always played on the left or right, or maybe sometimes a bit deeper, but he's left or right. Uh, you know, he's, he's that position has now gone to Kevin. So good luck. He's going to come up with a ton of assists this year. You know, and if it doesn't work in that position, if it's just not being effective, he'll be dropped back. He'll still be just as good from a deeper position. Yeah, Kevin. But look, that's an obvious one. Is there anyone else? There? What about the other? I wouldn't uh, touch their defense with a barge pole. I think um, no. Or their defense midfield. Oh, Mars. We've discussed Mars. I don't. I need to see more than one fucking start. I do think he's always had the potential um, to be a fantastic asset, but he just has never in what's this is his fourth season, maybe third season with City. He hasn't nailed a starting spot down and that is for me is crucial especially for his price it's like no if you if i can't you know uh guarantee you're going to start especially at this stage of the season where you know we don't have double game weeks and fucking punts and injuries we, we have we need to rely on like a starting 11 um no i'm not touching maris uh, i think sterling not not even now sorry I, like just a question to probe you on this not even now with the likes of Jesus and Aguero out. That means, you know, there's probably less people up front. So um, Bernardo Silva's out. Ferran Torres, is he ready to come into the team? You know, they have a really, like I was looking at the bench the last day, they have very little players on the bench. Is he not, is this not the time to go in on him where he might establish a bit of a run? He got 11 goals, 14 assists last season. Yes, limited minutes, but 175 points. When you had him in your team, when he was in the team, he was Yeah, no, it's a fair point, James. Uh, again, for me, it has. I have to see uh, consistency um, from Mares. Um I don't want to be, you know, kind of putting a, a, a wing and a prayer on 
Uh, what's he now? Eight point five this year. Eight point four. Yeah, no, I'm not putting that kind of money into uh, you know into a, a chance, a bit of a differential. No, no, not for me. I think um, we'll wait and see for City, especially after getting smashed uh, by Wolves. Like, what does that even mean? No, I'm not saying it means uh, uh, or not Wolves, but getting smashed by Leicester. Uh, I'm not saying it means you know the be all and end all, but. I'm definitely taking a step back, you know, and Foden, Foden because of his price does interest me. I, I think I'd be going like uh, KDB yeah. and Foden more so than KDB and Maras, just because the the six point five or whatever he is six point six now he's um like that's just a, such a nice price point, especially if you're looking at the likes of we mentioned you know Helen and Tom's question regarding sun sun replacements. There you go. There's a there's a big drop down. Um. And he has started the last two games, and yeah, started the last two and, and scored already. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't have an issue investing because if he did lose his place, it's six point five that I need to fix. It's not a almost premium midfield option. Do you get me? Yeah, I and again, like I was saying, they're just so short of players at the moment that I think, you know, he's going to get game time. Um, Sane's gone now. As I said, I don't know if Ferran Torres is ready to come in and start getting a bit more game time. But maybe he'll start getting more game time soon. But uh, yeah, with Bernardo Silva still out, it looks like he's going to play on the right or the left anyway for the next few game weeks. So I like, uh, I like, I, I can, I think I like both of them. I think discussing it here has made put me more onto Mares than I have been in the past. I think I saw all the points team, teams were getting with him last year. I've never gone for him because I take the same attitude as you. He's not guaranteed to start. Don't want to be dealing with that, you know, headache each week. But I'm starting to think maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should be looking yeah, at it. Yeah, no, more. fair enough. And if uh, if that's the only thing that comes out of this podcast, Seamus, I will take it. But that is the end of the drunk tank. And thank you all for your questions this week, lads. They've been savage. And um, before we wrap this up, I will quickly throw it over to the FBL Hangover Podcast Mini League. Uh, the a quick look at it. Cahill Byrne at FBL Crypto sitting, you know, pretty alongside Damian McCallaghan, Dunfahy 11, both on 164 points. I'm assuming this is the updated leagues because I think we did take this pretty late. But uh, smashing fucking week from Cahill and Damian. Uh, yeah, like they've just been continuing on a trend in terms of, uh, you know, how, how well their season's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, did you say they're not joint though, are they? No, Damien's top. Oh, yeah, I am looking at and... bollocks. You're looking at last week's one, oh, yeah. You oh, are. I was thinking 164 was yeah. a bit low. No, no, no. They're um, no. We got the new. Call it out for me. Call I it, out? I have it here. I should have it here. Okay. Yeah, Damien uh, McCallion is there at number one. He's on 223 points. Uh, he had a good week this week. 58 without any hits, without playing a chip. Captain De Bruyne as well. Um, Cahill, um so the top three actually haven't changed since last week. Carl Byrne at FPL Crypto, he's in second on 208. Then Anthony Clark, Chicken Caesar Salah, 201. Um, Damien, I don't think was uh, how I don't know how he did in our league last season, but Anthony Clark and Cahill Byrne both finished uh, and did quite well in our uh, leagues all last season. We've a new entrant at number four, James Stevens with his team Tiger James S11, and then uh, Steve Lavin. Um, has moved from seven up to joint fourth as well. And he's uh, team Bongo's runes parties. So, yeah, no outstanding scores. I've only seen one score over 60 in our league here so far. I might have to scroll down a bit further. But uh, that would be uh, FPL Chieftain, Damon Frawley got 61. Um, yeah, 
So that's the highest uh, team there. Oh, Drew from Renegades have got 62 with a minus four as well. So yeah, there's uh, there's some good scores from our friends there is, in here. And for anyone that still wants to join the mini league, it's there. The code is EH4HH7. That's EH4HH7. Uh, yeah, no, sorry about not having the proper fucking image up there. God knows what I was doing. Because um, I know it's there somewhere, but... Uh, Mistakes happen. It's not acceptable, okay. Seamus. It is not acceptable. Um, and neither is running this at an hour and 20 minutes. So we will leave it there. Again, thank you for listening, folks. Seamus, you have all the gory details. Yes. Um, make sure you get on to us at FPL Hangover on our Twitter page. I'm at FPL Drunk. Uh, send us any questions. You can DM, DM us. And uh, we're also available on email at FPLHangover at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all good platforms uh, for podcasts, uh, including Apple this year, and of course on YouTube. So like, rate, retweet, you know, give us a five star rating if you can on any of these things here, you know, Apple, that'd be helpful. And uh, yeah, get liking and share. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you for your, the pleasure of your company this evening. As you said, all of the social media, Mumbo Jumbo, do that, as he said. Thank you for joining us, folks. Enjoy game week four, and God bless.